Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Guys, uh, Sean Ross Sapp here. Fightful SmackDown podcast. It is May 30th. I can't believe it's almost June already. We got SmackDown Live to talk about a show that I rather enjoyed. Of course, we have WWE Extreme Rules coverage this Sunday, UFC 212. This Saturday podcast following both of those tomorrow afternoon. As long as his wife doesn't give birth, we will be bringing you the list and your boy. And of course, we had the Holy Smokes MMA podcast today. Visit Fightful.com. Check out our forums. All that good stuff. But without further ado, I'd like to welcome in award-winning. I don't and, and I don't have to use this to set up Jeff Hawkins anymore. Award-winning Anna Bauer. Anna, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Hey, did you know that Natties are hot? <laughs> no. Nat- Natty who? She's a hot. Natty this who? Sole purpose. Sole purpose. I wore Who are you shirt talking tonight. about? <sighs> You're the worst. I'm going to tell you, she's a heart. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's a heart. Yeah. They should bring that up on the show. It might help her get they over it. They should have a t shirt made. They should. Jeff, you are not a heart. I'm a good broadcaster. Yes. Oh, hi. How's it going? I'm feeling silly today. Be careful. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, By the way, boy. I'm going to be cashing this in later. This briefcase right here, it'll let me, it'll let me post whatever I want. I think I'm going to cash it in on Alex Pawlowski because I think I can take 100 duck-sized Alexes or one duck-sized Alex. Or one Alex-sized duck, you mean? Yes, one Alex-sized duck. Thank you for... I don't think you're beating an Alex-sized duck, buddy. I I think I could beat an Alex-sized duck. I do. How do you think he got locked in that prison room where he broadcasts from? It's from genetically (laughs) modifying a duck to be his size. You're saying that Alex is training to a duck who throws him in that basement to do his shows. He's been training a duck to attack people just like you. Forever. Uh, by the way, guys, 5.30 a.m. tomorrow. If you guys are awake, we have live coverage of Best of the Super Juniors Day 11 because that's what Fightful does. 5.30 a.m. coverage of the Super Juniors. 
SmackDown. I like this show, guys. I thought it was good stuff. Jeff, what'd you think? Uh, overall, net positive. I really liked uh, a lot of it. Anna. Yeah, it was good. It was enjoyable. Mm, yeah. Had a good time. Yeah, we got a series of brief vignettes for tonight's number one contender match. Worth noting, Tamina did not blink. I don't know if she does blink, (laughs) if that's a thing. That was your biggest issue with that? Was that she didn't blink? Yeah. What's your biggest issue? Spit it out. Um, You just blinked. Yeah. Um, so you're obviously not on the, the non-blinking train. Oh, well, okay. Okay. This is where you are tonight. <laughs> Sean um, Rossap is right yet again. Someone someone tweeted at me saying that, how much they hated that because they just sounded so robotic. And it's if they're not going to change the writing, then let the girls who know what they're doing do their own thing and then take out snippets from that or get them an act, acting coach. It's not helping It's not help, helping this division or across the board at all by putting out this kind of material and you open the show with that. It's like, really? Come on, you can, you can do better. They, they can do better. Jeff, can they do better? Yes, I, I agree with the criticism. There was nothing but catchphrases and cliches. But I'm taking the, but I'm taking the negative and I'm going to just uplift the positive instead because for weeks on every show I do I've been begging them talk into the camera when you do your promos because you connect with the audience a lot better rather than staring off in a 45 degree angle staring at a spot on the wall over here Im- imagining that you're talking to an interviewer that you're not really talking to. If I look That's at you in the camera, yeah, if I look at you in the camera right here and I give you a promo, I'm talking to you, the audience member who's going to be watching this match tonight. When I when I think about this and how they use all of these catchphrases, I think of people in real fighting who are over. Mm-hmm. And what it would be like if every time Nate Diaz got done doing an interview, he said, by the time I'm done, none of you will be surprised, motherfucker. Or if Conor McGregor, at the end of every promo, had to throw in the, who the F is that guy? They don't do that. They don't do that every time. But every time we see Naomi, you know somebody is about to feel the glow. It is a guarantee Someone will feel the glow. And probably get snatched bald. Like me. There you go. We had the highlight reel. As I mentioned before, I, th- I think that Owen stealing the highlight reel name is pretty cool. He introduces Nakamura, who got a good reaction, but that didn't last long because they tried to have Nakamura cut a promo. Oh. Wow. Why, Jeff? Why? <laughs> Why? Because this is what Vince McMahon requires of all his superstars as opposed to catering programs to show their strengths and hide their weaknesses. I just want him to kick guys in the head and leave. That's all I want. He'd be awesome if he just did that. I mean, the, the promo wasn't bad. I, 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 I'm a little was, bit less... Jeff, Jeff, it was fucking miserable. It was terrible. <laughs> you couldn't understand what he said. I couldn't understand what he said. It's not wrong no. to say that you couldn't understand what he said. It no, was it's not. dog shit. 
What did he say? Uh, Baron I Corbin, you were beat week. by Sami Zayn uh, twice, oh. and I pinned you, and I and yeah, Kevin Owens, I pinned you last week. See, see, you got to understand that something about the WWE writing is 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 very much in tune with network television writing, which I'm reminded of uh, from my past doing that. They they like to tell you what you what you saw last week, what you're about to see, and then what you just saw after you saw it. it, it it's it's repetitive. Every time. So so as if we didn't know, Nakamura pinned Kevin Owens last week in the tag team match. Hmm. Someone says I compare wrestling to MMA a little too much. Well, people in MMA are over. People in MMA are over. It's it well to that point. I watched I watched Table for Three. And I'll I'll let Anna get in here in a moment. I apologize for taking her time here. Uh, and Jim Cornette okay. and Jim Cornette basically said that wrestling has changed from being a fake fight where you wanted to see the competitors beat each other up to an athletic endeavor where people are going to do all the moves. And you know, there's there's nothing wrong with comparing MMA to wrestling if you still have the mindset that this should still be a fake fight in some ways. Anna, your thoughts on Nakamura's promo? Well, just to segue even more, and to get behind what Jeff just said, it, MMA and UFC and all that, they are building up the theatrical side of their promos out of the ring and everything as well. So, I mean, it's kind of a natural comparison. Um, it was fine uh you just don't get a good don mclean threat nowadays so i appreciated that from ko and his expression after nakamura's entrance is just it's what my dreams are made of there was so much disdain i could feel it all the way in australia it was just perfect um we got in a south park reference from corbin that was nice i like that and yeah that was it I like the Did respect you? my authority line because everything else he delivered was pretty wooden. I, I liked it until line. he had to explain it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're hitting that Cartman line a little bit too heavy week after week. That That's my only issue with it. I thought, I thought the disdain they showed for Corbin coming in was magnificent on both their parts. I mean, I didn't think Corbin was as bad this week as he is most weeks. Maybe it's maybe, I mean, it's not that he wasn't wooden in any way, but he was less wooden. He was balsa or something. I, I don't know. It was it, it, it. They they catered the promo to his four or five word cadence, I think, and it helped. Yeah, I liked Owen saying that he's been beating up Sami Zayn for fifteen years, and he's like, "That was great." Hit the bricks. I was cool with that. Zayn comes out and makes the save, and in what didn't make sense to begin with, Owens and Corbin teaming together. Nakamura and Zayn would beat them. I don't think WWE has done Nakamura many favors by putting him in. I don't know if matches like this really play to his strengths. Their production does not fit Nakamura very well. Things they shouldn't like zoom in on, they do. And things that they should, like the good vibrations thing maybe, they don't. So that's kind of weird. And making him cut promos. We got the split screen treatment for this. You don't get that in Australia, do you, Anna? No, and I feel like did you have that for the final match? Yes, I don't believe did. Did they for that yeah. last commercial? I believe they did. Oh, or no, they yes. didn't. 
Oh, did they? Okay, I remember there was one other match they did. Oh, it was the Brazong. It was the tag team match. Yes, that's the one. Uh, that, was, because... that was another one that I thought I I might have missed something. Uh, you didn't. It's, it's you frustrating. Never do. Still, you never do. So, Corbin, the only note I had was he's got a nice spine buster, some pretty good ring presence. If he can cut that promo, he might be something special. Jeff, do you see him ever coming around on that? A little bit. I, I, I think as soon as he learns to, I mean, as soon as I, I still think he's getting his ring feet in him, and and really getting his character into him. I I like the part of his character where he's kind of off balance in terms of his temperament and his attitude. I like that the the nuclear louche in him where he's the brash young guy who feels everything should be coming to him naturally. And then maybe there's a character arc to that. And I might be booking that way in my head and that's fine. I'll I'll take that for now. I I think there's hope for him. I still think he's winning this money in the bank match. So I think he's eventually going to have to uh, become comfortable in cutting these promos. Owens and Corbin get into it at the end of this match. Nakamura pins Owens. Fine. Uh, It sets up Nakamura Owens for next week. Anna, are you surprised they're doing this on a SmackDown completely pointlessly? Owens, Nakamura. Well, given what we got for the final match last week and how undersold that was, no, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, it's uh, it, On the Corbin stuff, it's, it's the same thing as what we opened with. Fantastic on Talking Smack. Even the spot with the ref. I, I, and I gotta say, I love the fact that the ref gave him lip, lip back. That was just like <laughs> finally. I feel like maybe I'm just reading into it, but it feels like they're finally getting some kind of a personality to them. But in in those little spots, I feel like that's where Corbin shines, and he is like just either get them an acting coach, bring Freddie Prince Jr. back in, just do something, or let them do their thing. That's where you He'd find be, if- you know from an acting. From what I understand, if they could still have him, they they would. He was well liked from what from the people that I yeah. spoke to. Now, granted, Same. everybody else, everybody, I mean, you know, everybody's gonna have a different opinion. But almost, I, I don't know that I've had anybody be like, I didn't like to work with Freddie Friends, or he wasn't good. He was also considered one of the more creative guys backstage. So, yeah, every time yeah, I've heard did. him on an interview, he just sounds awesome, and he's married to Buffy. Um, but from an acting point yeah. of view improvisation is kind of the most, well, for me, the most helpful thing in finding a character. And by being handed these generic lines every single week, that it's just kind of like, okay, paint, paint now, paint in your character. But it's like, well, this doesn't actually suit my character. Or if you don't have an acting background, it's even harder to then try and come up with something based on generic words someone has handed to you. I like that point. Is that something that you two as like throughout acting, is that something we'll start with Jeff that is ever an issue? Like you've worked to learn a certain character, then you're given something and you're like, this isn't what my character would do. This doesn't feel right. Um, Only when I do other people's words and they won't take input into it. But I mean, I, all my, most of my stage experience in terms of acting is improv anyways. And I teach improv. So I can, 
do it on the fly. And usually for me, it's just, you know, pick an emotion and then follow that and see where it goes. And I can build a character from there. But most of building a character for me is why's and how's versus who's and what's like, you don't tell me I'm a plumber. Tell me I'm angry about something and then I can find something from there. Anna, few people know that you are actually an 84 year old man that we have put on an Australian (laughs) 20 something outfit. And we feed you lines. Sometimes there's lines that I feed you just not what your character would say. Yeah. And it's, it's frustrating. It really is. Um, that's why I think you should probably get some classes, Sean, and I should get a pay rise. But anyway, that's aside ah, from this. Wow. When you're doing something like a play or um, like even movies, you still the writer doesn't get final say in the final product. Right. Um, but if you're doing a play, you are kind of you are behold to the script. Mm-hmm. When it's an ongoing TV series such as this you are the one in charge of the character because you have lived with it the longest. Writers come in and out all the time. Showrunners come in and out all the time. And mm-hmm. you have a lot more license to turn around and say, no, I don't think that's what my character would say or you know, to give suggestions. And I just it kind of confuses me given and what they managed to achieve by letting these guys just go with it. And sure, there are a lot less constrictions. There wasn't a PG rating, all that kind of stuff. But they had so much success with that, that why all of a sudden do you have to have such a tight grip when it is, if you want to do that, then bring in more writers, bring in writers for specific characters, specific superstars. So they are in charge in collaboration with the performer as to what direction their characters is going to go, as opposed to generic person number one, generic person number two, try and match that up. And these guys, a lot of them aren't actors. They don't have an acting background. You've got to help them somehow, and they're just not. Olay yeah. Sammy Olay then- brings up a good point. He said, why does he need to do promos in the first place? There are a couple of guys that applies for on SmackDown, mm-hmm. especially on the two-hour show. You don't necessarily need that to fill up time like you do on Raw. On Raw – you need that type of stuff. And and going to Anna's point, it, it's a two-way street also. Writers fall in love with words. They don't necessarily write how people talk. So if there's a way you can put it in your own vernacular, you have to fight for that, especially with you know a guy like Vince who, who has a thesaurus next to him and is looking for a $5 word every week that he can put in a promo four times for for you to emphasize and and if if you're having a problem saying those types of words you have to you have to fight for your position with him that that's part of the collaborative process as well is is the writer has to be able to speak or has to be able to write in a um, conversational voice to fit the actor who's actually going to have to say those words like uh, writing for anna would be different than writing for say samuel l jackson Mm. (laughs) some ways in some ways. <laughs> some ways. So backstage, we get a look. Well, not backstage. We get a look at uh, Jinder Mahal's celebration. I don't know how him representing India is supposed to be heelish, but we'll get we'll get to that later. Mm. The fashion files. And it was something. They produced it in this filter. We saw a silhouette, which was Summer Rae. Actually... Tyler Breeze. Anna, I want your thoughts on the fashion files. 
Have you noticed this is the second or third week in a row that they have followed up the Jinder Mahal segment with the Fashion Files? I feel like on some level they know that it's pissing some people off and they're like, here, a buffer. You go, have fun. And it, it works. I get distracted from my anger. Um, this was beautiful. This was phenomenal. Um, no one else could pull off a dress or a silhouette quite like Tyler Breeze. I do question now, though, if they are running with this Ed Wood angle and Breeze has just come out in certain terms as, you know, liking to wear ladies' clothing. If that's the case, I'm, I'm on board with that. He looks good. Um, I mean, I'll get more into this when we get to the match, but I do love what they're doing. I just fear that that's all they're going to do with them and then it's just going to slide and become even more of a joke without it actually being entertaining. They need to keep growing their skills and their tactics and their wins like they did this week to somehow maybe even make them a credible competitor, like credible competitors. Um, but they can still the keep doing this. But then it's the just like, it, this is just going to flop on its face. It's not going to become anything. They have to progress. I think I, I feel like they're fine with it being like tag team Santino, honestly. But I mean, even he became somehow uh, on occasions, he would almost win an elimination chamber in a Royal rumble, but he was never like a threat. You never th- saw him like as a guy who would win. And I'm okay with that. That's a, they're fine in that role because I don't, it's hard for me to believe that they could compete with an Usos or an American Alpha or a New Day. Jeff, that's why they have the you... tactics and the props, and that's fine for fashion files. But it did yeah. get to the in-ring part, and it kind of went, uh, "Okay, they're doing this again. Cool, but well, I can see that being like a mind game thing. Like Gold Dust used to really try to get in people's heads. Like that's their way of getting in people's heads." Jeff, yeah, I want your assessment. Grew that. Sorry. Jeff, your assessment on the Fashion Files and the later match that, that they had with the Usos. The Fashion Files. Or fa- not the Usos, uh, the Colognes, rather. The Fashion Files itself was great. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of film noir. I like that they heightened it by doing it this way. Uh, part of me was hoping that Summer Rae was going to be the femme fatale in this whole detective story. I didn't need her. I, I I don't I don't mind yeah I don't mind Breeze in this in this role because <laughs> this seems to be the running gag is he's going to dress up as a woman every week in some way. Um, the match itself I that's where I kind of go I don't need the costumes guys I really don't although <laughs> that's not my thing that's other that's sports entertainment crowd and the sports entertainment crowd ate it up especially when he brought back the janitor character so. Who am I to argue with this? The uh, crowd went absolutely yes. guano crazy over yes. the janitor running. Yes, Carl the janitor came in, and they called him Carl the janitor, which is fantastic on numerous levels um, for me that I can explain probably later in a post on the forum or something. Uh, but, you know, if, if this is going to get them over, great. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll excuse the costume party week after week. Anna, the match itself, did you go crazy when the janitor came out? I enjoyed it a lot. I didn't go crazy, and that was... When he came out of the proverbial janitorial closet. Sure. 
Um, sure. I did enjoy JBL's comment of he looks like an iteration of Howard Finkel. Um, I just thought of the discussion that Stone Cold and um, Shane Helms had on on his podcast about their backlash match in particular and the whole comedic thing and how is there a place for this kind of stuff in a championship match. And, I mean, it's the old school mentality of, no, it should just be about fighting and all that kind of stuff. I think there is a place for this and this is what they do. The props is their tactics for winning and it, it makes sense. Sometimes it works, a lot of times it doesn't. But that's what I mean about they need to not make them a team like the Usos and never that's not their thing. But just keep going strong with this thing that they have. Don't rest on your laurels and think that this is cool. We've done it one week. We're just going to keep spurting out the same thing. Keep changing it up. New tactics, new dresses. I don't know. Because <laughs> they are that good. They can pull it off. I think Breeze needs to wrestle as one of the old divas, though, if he's going to dress up as a woman. <laughs> you know, oh, just just like take Molina's old set, set move set or something oh, like that. He'd start doing the splits. You know he'd start doing yeah. the splits. <laughs> Oh no! No, he can yeah, do come like on, that's the, our creative booking. That's our next booking. Uh, that's podcast. a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one, honestly, because you know they they've had the Stephen Richards and Big Show and Damian Sandow, Charlie Haas, all these people that dressed up as old wrestlers. We've never seen a male wrestler dress up as like a new former women's wrestler every week. So I could see him oh, throwing on the red. I could see the thong and him hey. doing Lita. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The thong and the red hair, Molina's mm-hmm. entrance. Yeah. That's a good one, Jeff. That is I a good one. Try. New Day's back. <laughs> the Usos came out and cut what I thought was a really good promo. Like their delivery is really, really good. And yeah, I I don't know what else to say besides I think their <laughs> their delivery is really good and they got some good cheap heat on the Falcons. <laughs> Jeff, what <laughs> in the shit are you doing? Yeah, New Day's back. Come on. Woo! You've been waiting for that one. I have. You have had – you've been on SmackDown duty for almost a year now, and this is your first opportunity to use that. And that is my last opportunity to use that. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, you know, us, us trombone players have to sit together. Yes, I, I enjoyed everything about this segment. Continue. <laughs> Anna, New Day's back. What's that doing for yep. you? That hiatus was magic for them. Um, and they brought him back in Woods' hometown. And that was just awesome. And there was an old yellow burn. Like, <laughs> you can't really get a lot better than that. I thought the interplay was great, especially with, with the New Day not really losing their comedic edge and the Usos not losing their kind of hardened edge at the same time. It's like, yeah, we're coming for those belts. You heard, you know, those kinds of things. I, I thought I thought between the two of them, I thought that this was great. Yeah, that, that time off did wonders for them. I'm sure they needed it physically. They definitely need it from a character standpoint. Because before before WrestleMania, it's like they can't be in the title picture anymore on that brand. Now they're over here. It feels fresh. It feels it feels a little bit different. It it has legs, and most importantly, the up up down down Madden finals are this Friday. AJ Styles versus <laughs> Seth Rollins. Who you got, Anna? Oh, I I feel like I should back my boy, but Seth Rollins has had this in the bag for a long time. 
He has. He has. Jeff. See, I think I, I think Seth is going to pick the Bears again, and I just, I just think the Bears are going to yeah. lose in this video game thing. I think AJ is going to win probably with the Falcons. That's that's a very good point. Uh, I, I wonder if he's happy or sad about the the quarterback situation in Chicago. That's another question. Does he use? I mean, he's got to use Jay Cutler, who's no longer on the team. Mm-hmm. Damn, I'm excited for that. I'm legitimately pumped for that. I think we're going to have to do a Fightful Madden tournament later this year. Tie it in with uh, with something else. So, uh, New Day, they're back. Great response. Good segment. Really liked it. Glad, glad to have them back, too. And now this kind of begs the question. We got American Alpha. They've been out for a month. What happens when they come back, Jeff? I don't. You know what? You could always open the door that they're the ones that trashed Brizongo's office. It's true. If that's how you wanted to bring them back, you could you could do that. Um, I don't think they're going. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do what I they still- had was not working for them. No, and if you make them the gym, the, the gym class bullies, I think they'll they'll find a new edge that they can play up here. But I don't know if that's in the in the cards necessarily. I, I still think it's probably going to be something like, oh, the Ascension. We're going to see Brizango and the Ascension again. But uh, a heel American Alpha would really uh, freshen them up a bit. Anna, you you into uh, an American Alpha heel? versus Brizongo program? Wouldn't they then have to call them bilingual alpha? Gonna <laughs> um, have they been off for a specific reason? Is someone injured or something? Nope. Creative has nothing so, to do with them. That makes me worry. By the way, if I'm told creative has nothing for me, I say I would go right to them and say, you know, there's this guy named Gender who's on our show. Maybe you all can think of something for me. Because you all did okay with him. You all did okay with him. Number one contenders match? Nope. But I thought this was beautiful booking. I thought this was good stuff. We had Tamina, Becky Lynch, Natalia, Charlotte, Carmella. Of course, she's out there with the big hog, James Ellsworth. Before we get into this, Jeff, I want to ask you, does House of Glory book James Ellsworth in a title match after his WWE deal? James Ellsworth going for the Hog Championship <laughs> in a title belt that's bigger than him? You know, as a one-off, I, I'd book it, sure. As a one-off, as in he wins it. Okay. <laughs> Then you retire the belt because it can't get any better than that. My notes on this was Tamina can't do a Samoan drop. Charlotte T-Bone suplexed Natalia, then hit a big moonsault. That was really cool. Then Charlotte powerbombed Natalia through the announce (laughs) table. I love these multiple women's spot fests. And Shane McMahon comes out and announces that we're going to get one because the Money in the Bank match, 
is is going to happen. We get these five women. First ever women's money in the bank ladder match. Anna, the 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 skirmish, the match. What do you got? Um, I legitimately got chills. Like, kind of knew that this was coming, but that it's now cemented and happening. I'm so happy. Uh, I think it's it's gonna be something pretty awesome, and I'm really glad that Charlotte's at the helm of this in some ways. Um, we haven't really had this kind of viciousness. I mean, Natty going through that table, the last we've seen something like that was her brawl backstage into a mirror with um, Nikki Bella. I think this division is trying to be that. It's trying to be this kick-ass, brawling, nasty thing. But it seemed to have fallen back a little bit into the schoolyard catcall, not catcall, um, antics which is also what we got last night from Alexa Bliss, unfortunately. Um, so I think having a match like this is going to do wonders for this division, and I cannot wait. Yeah. Jeff, how do you think this this match will go down? How, what are you expecting out of the match, first off? I'm expecting Becky and Charlotte to carry the weight of this match. I, I really am, and maybe even Natty, to some, to, to some respect. Uh we may get one fatality on accident uh, just because people try to do too much. Um, James that's always my fear. Oh, I mean, we're getting an Ellsworth match. on the ladder spot. We are getting an Ellsworth getting shoved from the ladder spot. I guarantee that. Yes. By Becky. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, for, and help me with this because my, <laughs> my literal meter was on. So I'm watching going, okay, why didn't the referee just ring the bell to start the match? It's a no DQ match. So like, okay. yeah. Why? Well, I mean, no, no, no. That's not the reason. I'm yeah. wondering. It's a no DQ match. Why didn't he just start the damn match? Yeah. That, that's the only thing that kind of went, huh. <laughs> this referee looks like a total dweeb. Although, although Anna wrote a tweet that said he, she loved it. So I'm just trying to figure out what, what she How liked about that How confused he looked was kind okay. of hilarious. Also, and I, it, wasn't, it wasn't just him. All the refs came out at the end. You tweeted something Which in the first in the first match of the night that I wanted to address. The ref admonishing Baron Corbin. I mm-hmm. love that too. Mm-hmm. You don't bury the ref, especially in the first match. It is very important because if that's that's like pro wrestling one hundred and one. That's one of the things that a lot of people are told initially. Don't bury the ref, especially in the first match, because if you do, match two, three, four, five. What reason do they have to follow those rules? I can't wait for this this ladder match. I want to see what they can do. Man, uh, that thud that 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 Natty landed with when Charlotte, um, <laughs> whew, she she landed uh, the T bone or the power bomb. The T bone. Well, she landed bad on the oh, power no. bomb. It looked like too, but the T bone. I mean, just the thud she made. They even commented on it. I went, oh man, that that did not That's sound. A hell like of a it. suplex. That's yeah. a hell of a suplex. And then when Becky comes there and does her like little exploder that doesn't have that same type of visual afterwards i'm like ah you got you got to follow up with something else because charlotte just hit an exploder on natty and natty can take the hell out of almost natty can take that yeah there's a difference between doing that and doing the exploder on on um on carmella who who needs to land on her butt otherwise she'll break in half but you miss you miss the dive from carmella in between the exploder and the tape um and (laughs) charlotte's pop which was just absolutely (laughs) perfect I, I thought, thought the skirmish was great. 
Yeah, the, awesome. the, the entire thing was great, especially once they saw. I mean, look, the, these 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 matches always break down into you know guy people doing their moves on one another to clear each other out. But this way, outside the ring, it seemed a little bit more fight like to me, like Tamina hitting the super kick out of nowhere, and 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 the Bexploder and everything. It all went very very smooth. I thought. I did too. I did too. Later on, Randy Orton comes out, cuts a promo. He questions why Jinder Mahal deserves his respect. Cuts what I thought was a pretty good promo uh, about the Ganyas, Harley Race, his dad, how he needs to win in his hometown to even show his face back there again after what happened. <laughs> then it shows Jinder. You hear Jinder, and he goes, I'm up here, Randy. And he, he's on the Titantron. Which I'm in your TV. Which I, I hope that he cuts a promo from like the ramp video area just to fuck with Randy next week. I'm down here this week. <laughs> with your I little sperm you. worm here down here. Hi. You moron. <laughs> I have fooled you. Dumb American. <laughs> he goes straight into the every ignorant American thing. And you know what you're getting out of this promo. Mm. Jeff, Randy, gender. Any good out of it for you? Randy cut a promo that you'd see in the 1980s in terms of I'm going to my hometown and I'm going to win. That, that, that I really liked. I really liked that, that, that aspect of the promo. It was, it felt like a throwback to me up until Ginger came in. I, I, to I really drop Wally it. Carbo's name. I mean, yeah, he, he's allowed to drop history where Vince, you know, <laughs> is, is notorious for hating history and on the Ginger promo, I absolutely died laughing with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's the, yeah, that's gonna get over. That's gonna get over. Killed too. me. Those two just applauding, and you can see Jinder's face. He's trying to hold in not laughing while he's holding on to the scowl at the same time. It's just so magnificent that they don't stop Which, clapping that entire time. Whichever one was on the left yes. facing us has the, the big, just best with the big eating grin. Face. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he just, he's the best. He is the best with that. He mm-hmm. is so phenomenal because they've played these, these hokey guys forever. And I guess what was just said is, no, we just need you to do that some more. But as a heel. Uh, so there was there was plenty of good in this. Anna, did you expect Randy Orton to start naming the guy who hangs up the posters locally? Because he was dropping names everywhere. I was expecting him to 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 name the local promoters. Everything. This was very 1980s. I was expecting a really? Bob, oh, Geigel, yeah. Bob Geigel reference yeah. in there. <laughs> I like that he name grounded the guy that it. Best. <laughs> he grounded it back to his family, and he actually gave he gave it meaning which on, on Auden's behalf has been missing for a while. Um, in terms of Tinder. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm up here. What? No shit, dude. Um, I kind of wish, I kind of wish that they played on the Singh brothers clapping thing more that if he'd shut them down or, or something to actually acknowledge how ridiculous that looked. Um, I'm also kind of grateful that this side of the angle is being written and set up and done so badly that it's just even less reason to take it seriously. Unfortunately, this is SmackDown Championship match. 
as I say every single week, it is what it is. And at least this one was, you know, aside from the shit that was being said, was amusing. Indeed. Fair. This was probably in my, this in my opinion was the best promo we've had out of them. From Jinder's side, that's not saying much, but like you said, Randy gave a reason for him to give a shit. Mm-hmm. Now, if he actually gives a shit when the match happens, that remains to be seen. (laughs) Characters with motivation are a good thing. It's they're easy to write. (laughs) Funny that. Hmm. Dolph Ziggler defeated AJ Styles. These two are outstanding together. No, no surprise there. Ziggler counters a super styles clash into a top rope DD. Well, it's supposed to be a top rope DDT. It was more like a top rope snap suplex, but it looked awesome. Then Ziggler beats Styles, and I'm convinced it's because it was in Styles' hometown. He probably got the win right back after the camera stopped rolling. Mm-hmm. Anna, did this surprise you? Um, yeah, a little bit. Just because the way that Ziggler has kind of been presented the last you know month or long time now, um, and it's interesting that they went this angle, given they keep saying how Ziggler out of all the contenders in this year's was the only one to have won. Well, yeah, because a lot of them are new to this. Um, but it, every time they bring it up, it makes me go, cool, yeah, but what has he actually done with that? Why do you keep bringing it up when it's not actually? Okay, cool. Um, they had a spot when uh, Styles had him in the calf crusher and they, he, I think, raked Styles' eyes to get him off. I really wish they started with it a few months ago with the whole semi nearly killed um, the king kind of thing, like bringing that all that angle back up again and him just completely demolishing guys and nearly killing them. As initially, I was just going to peg Ziggler as being the worker to get everyone else over. Maybe, yeah, they're probably still going to be doing this now, and this is just yeah. a win that they wanted him to get. But even if they could give him that amount of viciousness back while still being in that position, I just think it would just be cool to see him doing something like that that's just different than the same thing that we've seen for a while now of like, I deserve better. Well, really? Do you? Prove it. Jeff, why do you think that? I mean, they want to make Ziggler look a little strong going into this match like he has a chance. But Mm -hmm. would you have done this? I don't think I would have done this, but it's part and parcel to what they do in a guy's hometown. You you lose your big match at home. Um, and I think really the, the strategy behind it is you try and cool down the stronger guys and try and build up the weaker guys. Dolph Ziggler's the weakest guy in terms of booking in this Money in the Bank match. So a big win for him in their eyes helps him. And AJ Styles and Kevin Owens are the two strongest guys along with Nakamura in, in some respects. Uh, so you cool them down a bit and you make everybody seem like they're on the same level. So that when you go into the Money in the Bank match, there's some intrigue going into it. Yeah, I, they, I, could I, give Ziggler, yeah. they could give Ziggler like two or three big wins in a row. And it wouldn't matter. And, I, don't think yeah, and it, I don't think anybody's buying Dolph Ziggler winning this Exactly. Match. Not anymore. It's That time has passed. Mm-hmm. So I don't... Which means he's winning it. <laughs> yeah. It's SmackDown. I remember a couple of years ago when 
I guess Seth Rollins, you know, Seth Rollins got hurt and we're like, who's going to step up? Who are they going to put here? Who are they going to plug in? Who are they going to make? Yeah. Seamus. <laughs> oh. Oh. The League of Nations. Oh. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Seamus. That's all we need to see. Seamus. <laughs> Speaking uh, of that magical time of the League of Nations, when are we getting Rusev? I don't know, but Lana's coming. Yeah, like <laughs> Emelina was coming. She eventually showed up briefly before she got her shoulder ripped out. <laughs> ah, bummer news about Tommaso Ciampa. Anna, mm-hmm. will you cry on the air? Um, I, as, as much as I overplay my She's devastation with things sometimes, well, I'm <laughs> actually, every, every time I think about this angle, I Niagara Falls, baby. get upset. I actually get upset. As I realize, it took me a week to realize that's it for the glorious bombs. Yeah. <laughs> but I do. One of my favorite comments on one of our stories, I can't remember if it was a comment on the story or the tweet itself, but <laughs> somebody wrote whenever I published, or I think Alex published her story, somebody just wrote, son of a bitch deserved it. And I was like. What's the update? Oh, because I'm out, of, I'm out of the loop oh. on this. Torn ACL. Oh, jeez. And apparently I have it happened. one of those. Not fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. And you so this never is a pretty eventful, pretty eventful episode of SmackDown Live. We had the return of New Day. We had Women's Money in the Bank set. We had pretty good main event. A big upset in the main event. A, ra- a huge ups- upset in the main event. So I guess I'll let you two make some extreme rules predictions while we're here. I already got mine last night. Alex's last night. I want your alls. We've got this main event, five-way top contender match, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt, Joe. Anna, who you got and why? I don't know if he's going to win it. I think something's going to go on between Reigns and probably Rollins or I, something like that, that it's for whatever reason Reigns is impaired and can't win because otherwise he would. Um, I don't know if Balor will win, but I feel like we are going to get Balor versus Lesnar at some point. It seems like they set the table for that with, with the Heyman promo for sure. Jeff, your pick. I think the reason for the Heyman promo was that they're going to set the table for later with Balor. I think Seth Rollins wins this. Um, they're going to keep Reigns away until WrestleMania, I think. And uh, they're going to play up the revenge uh, for the WrestleMania main event cash-in angle, I think, with Rollins going into SummerSlam or whatever the next one is. Anna, as we reported on Fightful.com yesterday, Vince Russo called Vince McMahon to offer his services now we have a kendo stick on a pole match <laughs> at WWE Extreme Rules. Alexa Bliss Bailey, who's taking this one? I really hope it's Bliss. She probably that segment won't. was trash, so it trash was last night. They edited it completely out. 
Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's at least they acknowledge what they did. Uh, yeah. I I hope they I hope they give it to her just to make up for the damage that they did last night. <laughs> um, and I just don't particularly want to see Bailey in that spot again. I think they need to figure out what else to do with her because I, for me, it's not working. Jeffrey Hawkins. That segment absolutely destroyed Bailey. I think in in many many ways, uh, and it's odd because everything they're doing leads you to believe that Bailey should get her comeuppance at some point. But I think Nia Jax comes in to get the pole for Alexa, and I think I think uh, I think Alexa Bliss eventually gets the win. Yeah, Nia Jax tweeted something about how Ooh, throwing shade. Everybody, everybody gets used on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Now she's going to get used soon. If she was better, she'd probably get used more. Hardy Boys versus Cesaro and Sheamus. Jeff, is this where Cesaro and Sheamus finally get their win, or do they just continue being the the Hardy Whipping Boys? It, it's so weird because I think they're trying to kill time to see if they can settle this lawsuit with Anthem. I really do. <laughs> to see if they could actually use this stupid broken character that, that Matt wants to bring over to make some money with that they're not going... I, I think they get the win here regardless, and then they try and figure out what to do with the Hardys to freshen them up a bit. Anna. It makes sense if they got it. I don't particularly want them to. I just don't know what's next for either of them. And this Anthem thing is just it's like messy. A, as a complete outside, messy. it pisses me off to tears. It's even messier than what has been made public. It's like some of the things that I've heard from both sides are like really, really extreme, like real bad, real bad. Dean Ambrose versus the Miz intercontinental title match. If Ambrose gets DQ'd, he will lose the title. Anna, who do you think wins? And does, does it happen because of a disqualification? I will say yes on that. Uh, I think Ambrose retains because I think Miz could be used elsewhere. And I don't know what else they have for for Ambrose at this point. Um, Get back back to me on that one. (laughs) I've been very out of it. I've been on set for a long time this week. So I'll I'll get back to you on that one. Jeff. Actress excuses. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, I think Ambrose retains. I think Miz gets disqualified. Interesting. He gets caught. He gets caught doing something that he shouldn't have. Uh, right when the referee conveniently turns around and disqualifies him, and thus ruins his plans. Jeff Austin Aries is in the same type of situation Cesaro and Sheamus is, where he's lost repeated title matches. Mm-hmm. To Neville, he proved that he could tap out Neville on Monday, and then we saw Neville really, really flustered. Do you think that Neville being flustered will be a, a running story of this match, and who who's winning? I don't know. The WWE rule of booking is if you beat the guy clean, you're losing at the pay per view. So that <laughs> happens. Very, like, that's happened like fifty five percent this year. Really my last just, count. just fifty, just only fifty five. Wow, that's something. Yeah. It's time for Aries to win clean and take the title but neville's still a strong character and this gives him some development they're playing up the tjp storyline so i think uh i think probably tjp assists and and neville gets the win somehow 
Anna? Who's walking out cruiserweight champion? I don't think Aries can afford another loss. Neither do I. Like, what are, are they just going to keep going with it? Like, I love watching them together. But there are a lot of other people in this division that are very good. Um, and I think that that submission yesterday was significant. Um, I think they're going to do something with that. And there is a program there with him and TJP. And I just don't like what else they're going to do with Aries at this point. Yeah. I I just keep thinking that, I mean, look, there's an obvious story going on possibly with the Enzo thing. I still think they may end up moving him to two Oh five and that he may be the guy. Mm-hmm. Speaking of 205 Live, Rich Swan and Sasha Banks against Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. Anna, you're up with this one. <laughs> um, from, from passionately hating the Fox Dar thing that they've been doing for a while, I am so on their side. And especially after watching that little promo of uh, Sasha Banks and Rich Swan tonight, for 205 tonight. Oh my, I do not like them. I really do not like them. And they're supposed to be the faces, right? With, I want to slap them sideways. Jeff. Sorry, I'm recovering from that. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I don't like the pairing for a different reason. I find it slightly pandering and possibly a little racist to be honest with you. But uh, I, I do think they win. And I think Rich Swan does his dance, and Noam Dar's beatable, so that's fine. They're so annoying. <laughs> and that's all we got. That's all we got. Six matches set. Long Ew. matches. Oh, there'll be there'll be at least one in there that uh, you're not expecting. After squash match. I yeah. That. Hopefully, just I a drifter really performance. Oh, you know, you know, Rob is just himself with joy over the drifter jeff <laughs> i you know you can i can never tell with him because his tastes seem very unironic to me at times and then there are times where i don't know if he's trolling me so this is one of those i don't know <laughs> if he's trolling me to be honest with you because he you know he we'll go into this when, when yeah he loves tino sabatelli i i think because of breaking ground he has me watching Sid matches on the network and I'm ready to kill him. So <laughs> I just, you know, and his favorite wrestler is Jeff Jarrett. So, and I got nothing against Jeff, but that's an unusual choice for a favorite wrestler. So yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's interesting. I, I, I can't tell with him sometimes. Anna, where can the people follow you on social media? At Anna Bowett, B-A-U-E-R-T. You can also check out Most Ridiculous. It is on the sidebar of Fightful.com. Head over there, Fightful.com. want you to use those forums. Join us for UFC 212 coverage and Extreme Rules coverage. Jeff, before you go, where can they follow you? At Crep Game 13. You can also follow me and Rob at Shake Them Ropes. Uh, this week on the show, I'm going to bury that Alexa Bailey segment six feet under uh, i'm gonna rant on that and hopefully i'm gonna offset it with the positivity of hopefully a great tomaso champa promo tomorrow because from reading it it sounds absolutely awesome i can't <laughs> wait 
to see that. I can't wait to check that out. Mm-hmm. Going out of my way to watch Smack or not SmackDown NXT as it happens for that. I've mentioned this on several occasions. I think they have restocked the cupboards at NXT. It's a bummer that Ciampa's going to be out for a long time. But then once their cupboards are emptied again, you do have Ciampa back. That's kind of that's kind of nice. Guys, I want to thank you all so much for joining us at Fightful.com. Tomorrow, The List and your boy at 3 p.m. Eastern. A familiar face will be returning to the show in a segment. Of course, story time with J.J. Dillon. Last week's got the revelation that Vince McMahon originally wanted The Undertaker to be the berserker. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody ended up for the best, uh, but that didn't happen. Uh, until next time, guys, subscribe to us, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Leave us a thumbs up. I want to thank you all so much. Till next time, we're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.